Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. Cheers. Cheers. To a very successful 2021. This episode, we're having no guests. It's just Jenna and I recapping the year, our first season of the podcast. Woohoo! What did you think? 17 episodes. Well, 18, including this. I think it's 17, including this. Okay. 17 or 18. Uh, <laughs> it has been a wild ride, great experience. We learned a lot. First podcast, right, for like both of us consistently. Yeah, that's true. And it was like, it's different than radio. Oh, obviously so for a number of reasons so jenna and i both worked in radio we yes. met at the last station we worked at k104 uh when i started in 2017 when did you start there mm, yikes 2015 okay mm -hmm. all right wow so you, you you were there like a long time <laughs> i was there i wor i worked my way up the ranks so i came in as a street teamer and just hustled hustled hard Found my way into Beacon. I started in North White Plains with uh, 107, won the peak and on the street team. And I was like, this is my goal. I want to be on air. So what do I have to do? And my promotions director at the time, she was like, you got to learn the board. And I was like, okay, how do I get behind the board? And she connected me with Jay Verzi and Beacon. And he put me on to... Um, run the boards for the army games and then i got connected with sky i gave i had a fake tape i gave him my tape he listened to it he liked it i guess he saw potential and put me on nice yeah. wow yeah so i i i'm glad i got to learn kind of every side of most of the sides of the industry you know and i i really enjoyed i loved working in in person with people like just meeting them face to face getting to know the clients and going to the events and working with the talent that was fun and then being behind the boards and being kind of in the background and you know airing the commercials and things like that that was so much fun and then actually being on the mic and kind of being like a storyteller yeah. in its own sense right and so yeah I really enjoyed every side of it but um, then 2020 happened and I don't know now I just want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Well, radio is yeah, really what led us both here because mm -hmm. I the way I started at Cumulus Media was like you started at Pamel Broadcasting. And I, I interned. I interned with Sirius XM before that. Really? Mm -hmm. 20, uh, 2012. And um, that, was, that was a different kind of experience. That one, you were just mostly in front of the computer. Um, you were doing a lot of scheduling, so a lot of traffic and... You, um, I edited their uh, 80s on 8. They, they had the weekend, the weekend countdown show with um, the MTV VJs. Yeah. Yeah. So I pieced together all the segments of those shows and that was a lot of fun. And that's where I think I learned a lot of like using next gen and um, like audition and all those things. That's where I learned those skills. So I'm really grateful for that. But satellite radio, we, we hear it all the time. It's just a completely different animal than um terrestrial radio so i'm glad i got to experience like that live and local feel of just like k104 and i was on whud on sunday morning so i'm really glad i got to experience that mm -hmm. i do love the live and local concept which it's slowly dying sadly <sighs> yeah because when i was hired by cumulus media in 2013 it was the same situation as you i was hired for street team then i got upgraded to on-air weekends 
then I was producing the morning drive show Orlando in the morning and I on their AM station, but I was still doing weekends on their FM station, 103.9 WFAS. And I was still working events. And then unfortunately that station flipped formats like two years later. Then I was down the shore for a couple years on B985 and Fun 1071, which also flipped formats. But then that led me in 2017 to Top 40 K104, where I always did want to work at. I would send like Sky air checks for years and the timing was just not right, I guess. But then the timing was right and, you know, then Sky called me up and I was on K104 every weekend and I was doing overnights. Oh, the overnights. And then even <laughs> did like a little bit here and there on 100.7 WHUD. Yeah. And then unfortunately the pandemic happened. Yeah, I miss my Saturdays and Sundays just being able to be in the studio. I miss doing the Fridays for like Halloween passed. Yeah. And that was like a big night show time for me because Paulie, the the current um, night show host on K104, he would be on the road. And so they needed someone back in the studio. So he his whole show would be like from like, you know, it, it, they called it the territory. So it'd be from like the scariest places in the Hudson Valley. And then he'd go and, you know, he'd like interact with me back at the studio. And that'd be a lot of fun. And then one hour, um, basically, it was like the post show, like the after party that I got to host, which is that was fun, too. Um, so I did feel that this season. I was like, damn, like around this time, you know, Paulie'd probably be at like the Headless Horseman in Sleepy Hollow. And, you know, I'd be in the studio now, like just kind of running the boards for him and stuff. But so that I miss. Um, I think that we learned a lot. We working, did. Yeah. Working we in the did. industry. Um, but 2020 was the year of the podcast. Like everyone came out. Mm-hmm. with their own kind of show or their own kind of brand. And it just shows me that if you can adapt and if you can evolve, like there is a future for for you, especially if you've worked hard within an industry. Like your skills, they don't really have to go to waste. You know, it's, it wasn't a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of energy. Yeah. Like there's there's somewhere for your skills to fall on. So my favorite memory working at K104 was new year's so i would i started getting they started having me do like the new year's countdown Mm -hmm. and so i would i was celebrating new year's and the studio at k104 and i learned yeah i'd be on before you yes you'd be on before me you'd come in we'd watch the ball drop together you'd close out the year and i'd ring in the new year Mm -hmm. and i always loved that i thought it was fun um I loved speaking to all like the New Year's Eve drunks and people having a good time and doing the countdown. And it was just so much fun. That was probably one of my favorite memories. Um, I also miss the big annual holiday parties. I kind of I like the open bar and the DJ. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the big meetings? (laughs) Maybe not the meetings so much, but New Year's Eve would probably be my favorite memory. Doing the New Year's Eve, ringing the new year there. um, That's probably my favorite memory. There there was a lot of sacrifice, I think, working in the industry because I I did a lot of Thanksgivings, a lot of Christmases away from my family, Memorial Day weekends when everyone else is barbecuing. And, you know, you're kind of like, well, I got to go to work. Um. Fourth of July, all the holidays, uh, the overnights, going from working the overnight to your full time day job. You know, it's like 
it's exhausting yeah um dedicating your entire weekend we to, were dedicated to too because we had like careers outside of radio yeah and i would almost get myself sick sometime because whenever they wanted to pull me in yeah at the station for something i would always say yes even if i was like working like 10 fucking hours with my marketing job mm-hmm. i would like go home sleep for like a couple hours and then commute to new york yeah and dj until five in the morning after my overnight but i, I loved would, it i would sleep in the car after my overnight really hours. yeah wow yeah because i sometimes i'd just be going it's like I, I just gotta go 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 i'll sleep when i'm done but um for me at the time it was like but this is worth it because this is what i want to do I exactly get to, like how many people really get to do what they love and radio is so people don't realize radio is so clicky it's so hard to break into radio and it's really, when you think about it, a very small network and everyone knows everyone. And it was like, it took me like a few years before I got that opportunity with Cumulus in 2013. I was trying since like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And then once I got it, I just did everything I could to keep it and to grow from one station to another to another. And then when the whole pandemic happened and K104 was like the biggest station that we were at, you know, it's like the, the Z100 of New York State, you know, so when the pandemic happened and we were on pause indefinitely, we sort of had to pivot, you know? And then that led us to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am not waiting, you know, to be brought back. I'm like, it just, it felt like I I, knew we could do something. Yeah. Because we were on pause, but a lot of people in the industry weren't. And it was, People with similar jobs. It wasn't like the full-time main talent. Uh, it was like people in similar situations where it was just like, okay, they, they still get to work and we're applying and we're not finding anything because no one's really hiring right now. And so it just, after a while, it started to feel like, for me personally, like, okay, have I not been good enough? You yeah. Know, like, have have I not, like, just invested so much time and energy that you know, I should be able to continue working in this industry. And so when you came with the opportunity to like do the podcast, it was like, this can help me because right now mentally, like I'm not in a good place. Like you lose any job and you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm like the shittiest person to have yeah. like lost this job. And then when it's something that's kind of out of your control, I don't know. I just, I just get that, that feeling of, I didn't fucking deserve that, but nobody did. Right. So that's kind of like entitlement mentality. But well, it does make you question how much you sacrificed. I think we were both in the same boat. It's like, I don't want to regret all that time and energy. I Like we gave our all, you know, we, we weren't one of those people saying, I don't want to come in early in the morning. Could I voice track? We never asked to voice track anything. We would just go in and do our thing and almost to our own detriment. And I, so I, it, you know, I didn't want to be bitter with the company because I loved working for, for the station and, yeah. you know, and interacting with the talent and with the higher ups and sales and every department. Like I, I loved that. I enjoyed that so much. And so I knew, okay, it's definitely everyone kind of across the board, they have to make specific decisions. And I am not in a position where I have to make those tough decisions. So I can never really understand why, you know, they made the choices they made. So it's nothing about the company. It's nothing about our bosses um, whom we love. It's just the fact of, okay, so, but here I am with a specific set of skills and I yeah. have no daughter who's been taken to go after. <laughs> Sorry, that's such an obscure joke. Um, but it's just, I want to be able to feel good about 
just my life. So how do I do that? And it's something that I've been kind of telling myself, please, you could speak to anyone who's known me for as long as I've wanted to work in radio. And this was since high school. People would say, oh, you should start your own thing. There's this thing called podcasting. You should try it. But I always thought like, I'm not good enough to start my own thing. Like yeah. nobody wants to hear me talk. Like it's that's not why I want to work in radio. It's not because I like talking. It's not because I like music. You know, I enjoy music. I enjoy having conversation. But it's just it, there's something else about it. I like connection, right? I like stories. I like hearing people's stories and kind of like vibing off of that. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so radio was just a great vehicle for that. So now you came with this opportunity of. Well, I have this idea for a podcast. I have a bunch of great interviews that I'm just kind of sitting on and I want to do more with them. I want to take them to the next level. And that was like, wait, these are stories. You know, he's he's telling stories and this is fantastic. And I get to do some editing work and I get to just kind of enjoy this experience with him. And that, I think, was it came just in time. It's exactly what we needed. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, saying oh, yeah. that. <laughs> because when the pandemic happened, it's like it sucks to be like on pause, as they call it. But you're really like you're not asked backed. Yeah. And it's like, OK, I spent eight years doing this, almost nine. And it's like this is what I sort of was building my whole career around, even though I've been doing other things so much have been more lucrative. This is what I was building everything around. And I was so upset for so long. And I'm like, wait when the whole you know concept and opportunity came together i was like you know instead of thinking about everything i loved about radio what were some things that i didn't like mm. and maybe i could do the opposite of that like mm -hmm. with this podcast we don't have to worry about the fcc <laughs> let's we don't have to worry about the fcc they're we, not listening. <laughs> we could say whatever we want and that's what i wanted i didn't want it to be like overproduced commercial radio even though i love commercial radio obviously i spoke like, haven't worked in it it's us i wanted it to be something where i could have these people on yeah and really get to how they feel about certain topics where you could curse and say you know whatever the fuck you want and how you're really feeling and there's like a level of vulner vulnerability that you won't get on top 40 radio so it kind of all worked out and our first season, we really had a fucking wicked lineup this year. We started off with Susan Miller of Astrology Zone, and that interview blew up. I mean, she helped it by sharing it all over her social media. Uh, but people really wanted to know their horoscope for 2021 after a horrible 2020. Yeah. And that one blew up, and that sort of created a domino effect because then our second episode was Tyler Glenn of Neon Trees, we had Lisa Loeb, Brandy Clark, Margaret Cho, mm -hmm. April Bissett, a personal oh, friend. The psychic housewife. Yes. yes. <laughs> the psychic housewife of New Jersey. And really everyone from Grammy Award winning musicians to people in sports. You know, we had JoJo, Hig Roberts, mm -hmm. uh, Giorgios Setis, the founder of Nutrafol, which helped change my life and my so hair you were even able to bring on more personal elements of just like this is something that i've directly interacted with and i want to just talk about this you know and that's great yeah which i really wasn't it's able to do like right. the eight years prior yeah. um melissa etheridge and some you know really we've spoken about really personal topics from melissa losing her son yeah so when i had chelsea handler on her talking about 
you know, attending dinner at Jeffrey Epstein's house. That's so controversial to, you know, having the founders of 100% Pure on my, my favorite skincare line, Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls, Countess Luann, you know, you could have a real housewife on to Jake Borelli, the star of Grey's Anatomy, to Tyler Henry from Hollywood Medium. So we really have a have had a really diversified lineup. And, you know, it gave listeners the opportunity to get to know their favorite people in the public eye, but also an opportunity to get to know us during the recap portion. Yes, which has always been fun. It's good. I, I just enjoy having a laugh and we experienced laughs and we had a lot of serious moments, too, where we could both be pretty vulnerable about things that we've gone through even recently. And my only hope is that we have been nothing but relatable to our listeners um, because the last thing you want to do is come on to kind of a show and talk about things that, you know, people can't really connect with. Like we're real people with real lives, real experiences. And um, every time I have sit down with friends and have conversations, they're like, oh, you should, you know, you should talk more about these things. And I never think about that. I, I'm usually in my head. I'm usually like, oh, well, no, my, my problems are so trivial, and, you know, like meaningless, but they could mean something to someone else. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is fantastic that even with the guests that we've had on, we're seeing their stories and we're seeing their vulnerability and we're getting to know them on a completely different level. And I just love that. Will Love Listens kind of embraces that all across the board. So, yeah, exactly. And you put it perfectly because some episodes were much more serious. Like you're talking about, you know, affairs, overdoses, like betrayal. Yeah. And love and loss and death. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. And then in other episodes, you know, talking about (laughs) one night stands, you know, VIP life. So it's like an equal balance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that you get to know like more about who your favorite star is, but you also get to know us in the process. And we enjoyed getting to know you. Yes. Now. Yeah. What was your favorite episode or your favorite interview? I really enjoyed the JoJo interview. Really? Yes. That's your favorite. Yeah. I think that was my favorite. That's like top up there. Um, Chelsea Handler was great. Margaret Cho. Hilarious. That was a hilarious one. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Um, I think though. Yeah. JoJo. Number one. JoJo is number one for you. Mm -hmm. That's tough. (laughs) It's so hard for me to give a number one. I mean, I think I had some episodes that I definitely liked better than others, but. It's so hard for me to give a number one. Well, you can't have favorites. They're all your children's. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I especially can't have favorites. You, you can. can. I, I just think the JoJo one, it's just because like I, I kind of grew up in very closed like music space and stuff. So I didn't really grow up listening to, I don't know, just uh, so, so many people. It's just a handful of people. And uh, But I remember JoJo. And yeah. So it, the interview just felt very personal for me it just to hear her experiences and how she handled like things in the music industry and with the labels and with releasing her songs and why certain songs weren't being played on spotify and it's like whoa someone from like my past is also speaking about an industry that i understand and so that, yeah, that was just true. really cool for me yeah and then she's like a local you know yeah we have a lot in common i mean you me and jojo are all the same age yeah and you know, and then we had stuff in common, too, on top of it. So, yeah. So I that that was just a great interview for me. So nothing personal to everyone else. But <laughs> Jojo, I'd, I'd love to have Jojo on. I'd also love to have April on again. Yes. Uh, I Speaking of 
having people on again. Mm-hmm. Are you about to announce something? What do you have planned? What do I have planned? Speaking of guests, here's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, go ahead. Now that we worked out how to run a podcast and produce it successfully, we worked out the kinks, we got comfortable in our own skin and, you know, doing this, coming from a background of top 40 radio where you're, it's a little bit more guarded and you're a little bit more cautious. Um, I think we really worked through that, especially by the end of the podcast over these last like half a dozen interviews. Yeah. So I think this next season, people could expect it to be a lot more edgier, even more unfiltered, unfiltered hashtag don't filter. And the lineup is going to be even more diversified than this season. Can so there's going to be a little bit right now. There's going to be something oh, for everyone, surprises. something for everyone. <laughs> and some guests will be coming back again for round two, but there's going to be a lot new guests. Fantastic. So raise a glass. Cheers to 2022. Any resolution? I'll say one for the both of us. More money, health, wealth, love, (laughs) success, and sex. (laughs) We want that good money and that good tea. Cheers to that. Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now. 